Happy holidays, my unfiltered fam, and welcome to 2024. Just say happy new year in advance. I am sorry, no vex, no vex. Happy new year, dear listener. So for this end of year episode, I have a big madam here, Miss Iperu, <laughs> Madam President. So please, ma, introduce yourself. Hi, guys. Um, this is my very first time on the podcast. My name is Chema Alimuna. I'm a final year law student at Babcock University and I'm the president of the Law Student Association at Babcock University. Like I said, big madam. Okay, so I have some questions that will ultimately get you to share the lessons that 2023 taught you. Are you ready? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so my first question, what were your initial goals or resolutions for the year and how did they evolve? <laughs> This is a very funny question to me because I did not set any goal for 2023. Hmm. So, yeah, that's what it is. I didn't set any. I think that there's some things that happened to me in 2022 that just really broke me, you know, throughout the year. And I wasn't even, I wasn't anticipating anything for 2023. Like the way, okay, people are like, what our goals, goal setting, what are we looking for? I wasn't looking forward to anything mm-hmm. like i had got to the point where i was like whatever will be will be mm-hmm. i didn't really care much so i didn't i didn't set any goal i didn't set any goal till i think june mm-hmm. maybe yeah. yes and th- the goals i set were just my summer goals so the things that i wanted to achieve during my about four months or so mm-hmm. holiday before starting starting the first semester so yeah that, that was all. I didn't set any goal. I was coasting for the first six months. I think short-term goals are more effective than having overall long-term goal because if you set it, you achieve it, there's no motivation to set another one. I think that one is just more effective. I wasn't expecting that. But <laughs> <laughs> my next question, what is one key aspect of personal growth you experienced this year? Hmm. One key aspect... Let me let me kind of walk it a bit backwards, okay. and I'll say that personal growth only happens when you are intentional about it. So it's not something that just falls on your lap. You have to be intentional about personal growth, and you have to also be hungry. You know, if you're someone that listens to a lot of uh, motivational guys, David Goggins, um, what's that guy's name, Gary Vaynerchuk, all those people, Les Brown, they would always say. Let me just. Sorry to cut you, but Gary V was the reason I started my podcast. That's interesting. <laughs> That's so interesting. I listened to him. I think he just uses swear words a lot, but man, knows that he knows his onions. So one thing that they always say is that you have to be hungry mm-hmm. for it. You have to be hungry for success. Like you have to know what you want. You have to be hungry for it. And um, every single time I experienced a shift in my life, it was because I had a desire. That thing of where there's a will, there is a way. Mm-hmm. That's it. So it's because I had a desire and then I went after it. So I have like a lot of examples to give. So you see that time? No, let me give my first example in January. So um, I knew that, like, you know, I'm, I'm also a CV writer. I write CVs. And before, I started in 2022, June mm-hmm. 2022. And it was just my classmates and my contact list on WhatsApp. Church members as well. But getting to this new year, I was like... These people are not, all my colleagues, they are finished now. Like, they don't want to do CV again. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I, I should go and like, learn how to leverage LinkedIn for new clients. But the issue was, how do I market on LinkedIn? People just 
community and do i'm happy to announce but like how do i make yeah if you're not happy to announce on LinkedIn, you've not started using the app just <laughs> take it from me anybody that knows me knows i'm a linkedin queen i mean i have a throne in that linkedin mm-hmm. you can find me so you know what i'm talking about if you're not happy to announce yeah probably still on twitter <laughs> so um yeah so I knew that I wanted to learn how to market and like make money from LinkedIn. And so there's this girl on LinkedIn, like people are using LinkedIn. Her name is Homa Wogo, and she's like a LinkedIn um, um, marketer. She does trainings, twenty day trainings, and all like every month now. In twenty twenty, it wasn't every month, but now this like this year it has been every month. And I just knew that I was going to pay for mm-hmm. it. Like I didn't care how much it was. I was going to put my money down to get the result that I wanted to get. Mm-hmm. And I did that. Like, thank God, she should give it discount. But even without discount, I was ready to put my money down. So, and it was not pocket money. It was money that I was paid to write CV. And I said, I'm going to use part of this money to pay for this. So there's some interest. And yes, like, you know, after doing all of that, I saw results. Mm-hmm. I got my first. I shared that on the day that we had that panel session, that entrepreneurship mm-hmm. panel. So I got my first ever international client to put me in dollars. That was like February time. Um, I got invited to two speaking engagements. One, and it was Usman Dafnobe University, Sukoto, and the other was um, University of Benin, that she needed. And I was so shocked, like, this is how people get all this gig. So basically, if you want to get results, you have to find how how can I move from point A to point B? That's the whole thing of personal development, right? How do I be able to identify what you need, the growth that you need? So back to your question. I have other examples, Back to your question. One thing that happened to me when it came to personal development is that I realized that it doesn't just happen out of the blue, so it doesn't just fall from the sky. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to identify that you there's a need for growth, right? You have to know that. And then secondly, you have to be able to find out how to move from point A to point B. Could be, it could be a book, it could be a training, it could be a mentor, it could be a role model, whatever it is. And you, if, if, you, if it gets to the point where you have to put your money down, matter the amount of money, drop it. Because that is the key. It's like you are investing to get somewhere so all all the gigs and the money i've made from linkedin now cv writing is like times five that other money that i paid mm-hmm. you know for that training so yeah so my takeaway is invest in yourself and be intentional definitely okay can you share a specific challenge you encountered and the valuable lesson you brought to this year a specific challenge Okay, I have I have different so different ones, but let me share. I think let me share one that. Sorry, let me share one that a lot of people can be able to relate to. Yeah, to relate to. So, like we're discussing before we started um, this mm-hmm. recording, um, I didn't really grow up in a family where, um, like let, let me say, my parents didn't really let me do things on myself when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't even allowed to leave my house. You know, everything was done for me. So I kind of grew up with that. Everything has to be done for you and stuff like that. But, and that's also why I hardly ever go out because I'm not used to that kind of life. But this year, I needed to do my internship. Join. That was one of my summer goals. 
I was like, I'm going to do my internship. I'm a law student, obviously, so I have to do internship. So I could do five internships. And I was like, I just, I just want to do one. I don't mm-hmm. need five, just one. And um, I interned at Detail Commercial Solicitors in the key phase one. Coming from the mainland to that place, it's like an hour, 30 minutes in the morning, two hours back. So I'm basically traveling <laughs> to work. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that I had never been to Lekki on my own before. Mm-hmm. Like it was a that in itself was a challenge to me. I had never been there by myself, and so I had to basically find my way there. But you see, I, I think of my sister because my sister is the kind of person that you know they talk about all these beds, all these female beds that they just throw their their babies as mm-hmm. bad. If you like fall, die. That's your business. But that's telling us to flap your wings. That's how my sister is to me. So what 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 really helped me, and I really pray. Friends will listen to this thing. Oh, we <laughs> pray. But let me just say this. So, I was supposed to go for. It's, it's a very long story, but it's intertwined. I was meant to go for a certain um event mm-hmm. on 18th of June. It's called Awesome. It's, it's, it's this youth program, and it's organized by Awesome Futures Foundation, founded by someone called Mrs. Olajuwonkia. Do you know what she's like? Yeah. So basically, it's, it's a youth event and everything. And the next year, shall make sure of you shall go and go and follow me on Instagram so that you'll be able to come because it's very, it's like so much fun. You get many insights that you wouldn't get in like regular outings. So I already knew that I was not sure that my parents were going to give me the money, the transport money to go there by myself. Mm-hmm. So I decided that okay, I was going to raise the money myself. That was also a challenge, right? Mm-hmm. So. I got home June 4th because I had exam exams, some professional exams to take after we had finished the session. So I was still at home until like June, first week in June. So this event was exactly two weeks from that day. So first week at home, I didn't have money. That's why I started writing goals. <laughs> <laughs> I was motivated because I was like, ah, I want to go for this thing. I want to, I want to, I want to do that. So let me begin to ask to like write what I want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote that. I still have it. I wrote that entry in my journal, July 11th, sorry, June 11th, Sunday afternoon after I had come back from church. And I said I wanted to attend awesome physically, not online. No, I'm not doing online yet, physically. So I said, okay, if I'm going to use Uber because I'm an Ajebota now, I don't know road. I'll probably maybe, I just said, because of the way fuel has gone up, I might have to spend like, 30k and i was just given a, a very long stretch mm-hmm. maybe go come you know 30k because of where i live and the, the place was or is because i think that was used every year like if it's one so i was i now started being creative i went on linkedin i started doing content for my cv i got clients i was writing cv i was making money i didn't really make up to 30k share but i just i set a goal i said so that was, i think i made about fifteen thousand. In a week because i didn't start it till the i had stayed till like june 11 so it was the following week almost leading up to that again i just had a week and i made like that amount of money within a week i worked so much that those days that i wrote this for morning tonight <laughs> oh god since we do <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i now finally got the money but yeah now i had to myself that okay i've raised the money but yeah let me another thought i was going to order books she said why are you, why are you going to order books better boss I said, I don't get, I don't know. She was like, you, you know this road, you must know Lagos. It's one day business and no road to this Lagos. You cannot, you cannot get lost. Ask anybody, you know. So my mom was like, oh, let her call the driver to take me. And I said, no, don't worry, don't worry. There's no need. 
Pastor really told me how I'm getting. Are you sure I'm saying yes? Divya was shaking. <laughs> she, she told me how to get there, and I did. Although I had to meet up with someone that I had also invited, so we went there together. So I had achieved that one, came back home. Then I opted to be a volunteer at the event. I was invited for a retreat on the Saturday of that same week. Same Lekki phase one, but a different location Lekki phase one, in an estate this time around. My sister put me inside bus and left me. <laughs> she was like, I've told you how to get there. She like lost. And then my phone died that day, that morning. So I couldn't call anybody. I couldn't contact. I was praying under my breath. I was like, God, I cannot get lost. What to not tell anybody. I said, finally, got there. I got there late because of a lot of traffic. I was not on the mainland. I got there by 10 a.m. We started by 8. And we stayed till 6 o'clock. My friends, please, you can hear this thing. Jesus. Because they, they don't know that that's where I went to. So, because I knew that, that there's no way that they're going to allow me to go. Aisha came back and everything was okay. My sister was going on that day. So, we kind of planned that I was following her out when I was not. So, by the time we got back home, um, I had already applied for a particular internship. This internship that I applied for it since April or March, one of those months. They go back to me that I had passed the first stage. I had to do my interview. Passed the interview, so I was, they are giving me the internship slot. Now, the office was in the same estate and on the same streets mm. as the place I went for that retreat. Like, when, when they sent me the address, I was like, nah, you people should be joking, please. The same, like, it's just four houses away. Mm -hmm. House 12 was where I went for the retreat. House 8 was this um like and i was like that day i was so happy i was i was so confident my father was like are you sure everybody was shaking I'm like no oh, i know where i'm going to that's it have you been there before i said i can't really say he <laughs> <laughs> was like the way you're confident you've been there before i said i can't really say but don't worry i know where i'm going to and like that was a big deal mm -hmm. but as i started to reflect on it i was saying to myself that you you have to learn to how, how do these people say it? You have to learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. The fact that you don't know how to do something or you don't or you've never done something before, that fear of the unknown should, yes, exactly, it should not hold you back. It should actually motivate you. Okay, let me try and explore. Let me go and find out, okay, how do I do this? How do I get here? How do I do this? So this is like, for me, that's like, that's one challenge. I've, I've said three challenges in one because they are all tied up together. Each of those times, I did not know how to do what I was supposed to do. I was met with, oh, you may not be allowed to go. You may not be giving the money just because they don't want you to go. And I found my way around it. So for me, that's like, and my life has changed because of that. Because mm -hmm. that's like one of the top, you know, law firms to internet. And if I did not have sense and say, let me find my way, I would have declined the, the internship offer. Mm -hmm. you know, so yeah. Wow. <laughs> Talk about story time. Okay, something you said stuck to me, but I think I'll keep that to you later. My next question, what accomplishment are you most proud of this year? I think I can guess, but let me, can surprise me, Shao. What accomplishment are you most proud of this year? I don't, to be honest, I don't, I can't really say one. Which one came to your mind first? As you heard that question, which one? Which one said, ah, this was a big deal for me, or? Well, this morning, I was calculating all the money I've made from CV writing this year. <laughs> and I think that that's something that I'm proud of. 
And I was like, eh? I made this moment for July, December, go harder in 2024. Because, and it's funny how this year, like, I was so busy with a lot of things. And like I said, I was, I was very unmotivated. So I was not even really setting goals like that. But even with all of that, there were times when I wasn't, especially when I became a president, my life, I just, I packed that one in one corner. That's it, right? I just put it somewhere. I wasn't advertising for months. People would still reaching out to me. Oh, I want to write a CV for me. And do I, you are ready to pay on the sports and everything. And I really still got those people. So I think that for me is the growth, you know, of handling a business, even if there's a lot I still need to learn. But that's, you know, if I'm running a business and I'm making an impact while at it and I'm making income as well. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something I'm very proud of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm proud of you too. <laughs> How did you navigate unexpected changes or uncertainties? And what did you learn in that process? I think the story that you just shared mm-hmm. kind of relatable. Do you have something different you'd like to add? Um, I think that my being Lausanne president is something that that's the only example that can fit into answering this question, unexpected challenges. So one thing I said to one of my friends because after we came president, like my life changed, and you would be like, Shuma, you don't text me as as much as you used to. You don't. I would text you, and you won't even respond as often, like as swiftly as you used to. And I had to tell him, and this was even during summer. We had not even resumed like for the video session. I had to say that still, my guy, my life has changed. I just want you to help me to understand that my life, as I used to know it, is not the life that I'm living now. So I had been told things like, like I wasn't, I wasn't really prepared for any of this. Mm-hmm. Although I, I had gotten advice, people had told me things like speaking to the past president, things like that. I just, for some reason, thought that everything I would be doing would start and end with um, law department, department. Maybe once in a while, interact with Bursa, interact with um, BUPC, that's part of the USC. Their council where all presidents and vice presidents are. So I just really thought I had to stop there. <laughs> Why are people texting me from other schools? I don't get it. Like it was, I was so afraid of putting my phone off. And and, and many things just, just started to make sense to me. One of my friends who has written now, she was in her final year then, she used to tell me because before I don't expect my phone to ring. I don't. If anybody's calling me, it's my father, my brother, my brother, my sister, full stop. My friends, they don't really call me like that. They know that if you text me, I'll answer you. That's, like, I have, I, I still do have a very small, very close of people that I interact with like that. I don't really call people like that. I just have my inner circle, and that's all. So, she was telling me, Chuma, you cannot be keeping your phone off. I could switch up my phone for two days. Nothing will happen. The only reason I put it on just so that they will not go and leave me because it can happen like that in Bangkok. Mm-hmm. You have to be up to date. But like my phone be buzzing, people are texting me. I will have I open my WhatsApp. I'm like hundred messages from where, you know. Like there was so much workload that I couldn't really expect, and my my personal routine had to change as well. So how I was able to navigate that because it was quite unexpected. How I was able to just navigate it was I think just take it one day at a time. I was very hard on myself at first, and I would say that I let others be hard on me as well. Mm-hmm. So there are people who would come to me with their expectations of me and try to push it on me that you are supposed to be doing, supposed to be doing, supposed to be doing X, Y, Z. 
and sometimes it will make me feel like I wasn't doing enough and I would now start to beat myself with their own expectations of me. So I learned that I'm the only person allowed to have expectations of myself. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to come to them that you're disappointed in me, did you appoint me in the first place <laughs> to be disappointed? Mm-hmm. You voted, eh, no problem. But it doesn't still give you the right to dictate to me mm-hmm. how I should do my things, right? So there was that. There were, I don't like... I will start to enter into some leadership lessons now. Maybe I'll, I'll just like I'll just touch on one or two. Instead of people now comparing me with the past president, past presidents, and saying, "Oh, this person did this. Why are you not doing that? This person, why are you not doing that?" I'm not realizing that everybody has their own leadership style. So, I think I I was I was expecting people to be understanding of it, like to just grab a lot of things but they were not getting it so for me i just said to take it one day at a time pray a lot cry to jesus a lot hold god tight a lot and in the last month of school december i got to the point where i started to be boldly me you know i was unapologetic about being myself before i would try to be what everybody wanted me to be I'll start. I'll try to feel bad for being myself, for doing things my way, which is not wrong, but it's just a different route to get into the same results. Do you get it? It's just what is more comfortable with me. And I'm, and I'm like, we can't be doing this thing where the tail is wagging the dog. If you can't be doing that, I'm the person in charge here. Mm-hmm. I'm the chief administrator of Losa. Mm-hmm. You cannot be telling me what to do. It's supposed to be the other way around. So I had to put my foot down. On a lot of things and say if you want to be angry be angry people have been angry with me before keep vexing when your chest is spinning you know if you drink water you just go and sleep you wake up you move on with your life so how i was able to navigate this unexpected thing was just take it one day at a time don't be too hard on myself because even though i had prepared i realized that what i had prepared for was not what i was experiencing mm-hmm. and i just went through it with god because i mean god knows everything and god knows the best way to go through like to navigate every single situation so yeah that was how i was able to, to do that so was there like, like a shift in mindset yeah there was there was so like i said because of how sometimes people had some expectations and things like that it kind of started to make me feel like maybe i am i'll, I'll, I'll just be real so maybe i'm 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 inadequate maybe so i'm the issue Maybe I'm the problem. There are many times like that I felt like I was the problem. I'm the one getting everything wrong. You know, things like that. And one day I had to... And there were times when I was like, God, because I knew that God made me lost and president. Even how it happened, Seb. Let's not even get into that story. But how it happened is everybody can... It's clear mm-hmm. that God put me there. So I was like, God, you saw me. You now put me. You're giving me headache. Like... Why am I here when I'm not so fit? And let me kind of give some like some context. So in Lausanne, there's this thing that we call there are Lausanne executives, just like every other department. But we have Lausanne principal partners. So because we have like the actual Nigerian government, we have the executive, legislature, judiciary, we have SABs as personal advocates, you know, we have um, clubs, societies, all of those things. We have chambers as well. So the heads of all these places form the principal partners. Mm-hmm. So that's how it works. So 
I was not even a business partner before, meaning that I was not even part of the decision-making team in Lausanne. We were going from the back of nowhere and we in Lausanne president. So there was the notion that I did not know what I was doing, right? And so I, I used to tell myself that it was true because I was never an executive before, never a business partner before. So I did not know some um, day-to-day run of so many things. And I just came from nowhere and, and came to this point. But one day I had to say to myself that God was aware, very well aware of this entire situation when he made me president. And so I cannot be telling myself that I'm inadequate because if I'm actually inadequate, God will not have put me here. So I have to open my eyes to see what God sees in me that he puts me in this place, right? And so if anybody thinks that because I was not an executive before, or principal partner before, that I don't know what I'm doing, then that's on them. It does not mean that it should rub off on me. Mm-hmm. So I now started to get confident in my own abilities because I knew, like, it's like you know who is backing you. So because I know that I'm not here of my own, of, of my own working, like God puts me here. So the person that puts me here, go and ask him. Mm-hmm. Stop stressing me out. If I tell you do this, do it. Don't argue. Don't be telling me. I'm not a dictator. So I do listen when people come up with different opinions. But you don't start to argue with me from a standpoint of I don't know what I'm doing because you think that I'm inadequate. So that mindset shift happened where I was like, I'm not going to adopt what people think about me. I'm going to start thinking what God thinks about me. So if God thinks I'm the person for the job, I'm the person for the job. If I make a mistake, I'm still the person for the job. So if I don't know what to do, even people that are well experienced, they get to the point where they are confused. I go and ask God. I go and seek advice. And I will do it as it should be. So that was the mindset shift. Yeah, there's this popular saying that God doesn't choose the qualified. He qualifies those he yeah. chooses. So, yeah, I think I can resonate with that. You mentioned how um, your friends noticed that you are not as available as you mm-hmm. normally. So this question now, how have your relationships evolved this year? Like what lessons did you take that, okay, this thing is essential for connections and communication? Um, in many ways, but in a nutshell, I would say that my relationships have become more of support. So I'm going out there, I'm directing people, I'm managing this, organizing that, organizing, I'm basically running up and down. And then, and then my friends are my safe haven. My friends are where I rest as far as you can rest here, that kind of thing. So my friends are, especially one of them, because her room is just beside mine. Um, my, other, my other friend is a guy, so obviously we don't stay in the same home. But whenever we are together, I don't, I'm not discussing any or thing with him. It's not, that's not why, we are, you are not my vice president, you are not just your friends, right? Let's talk like friends. So it has been more of support. Um, and God has also raised a lot of people to support me. There are some people that I've not started getting close to. And yeah, I think, I really do think that that's that. It's more, it's more of support, more of them understanding me, more of them advising me. So when I, whenever I'm not in my room, many people know where to find me. I'm in the next room, my friends are in her bed. So I'm, I'm just lying down there. We're not even talking. A lot of times I'm sitting in the with her. Like, so although it kind of affected my availability, I decided to look for simple ways to still be there for my friends. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that any of my friends would say that now that I'm not available for them. 
because I would, I don't, I don't say to say that. I, I think it, it might look as if I'm using them, but I'm actually not. So when I'm not working um, with my friends, those are my support systems. Those are people that know me because at the end of the day, I've realized that it's like having colleagues and having people that know you. You know, so I'm working with a lot of people. Fifty, all the principal partners together should be like we're almost sixty. So I'm working with those people. There are people who are also not principal partners, but I have to be able for, for one thing. I have to work with them. So there are many people around me that I'm working with, but there are people that I can find solace in. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me of there's this podcast I listen to. It's called Voice of Change. It's about leadership. So that's my Kelly again. So she's the one that I've learned a lot about um, my leadership from. And there was a, an episode she recorded maybe like years ago. It's called Mental Health. Um, it's uh, depression in leadership. And she talked about how leaders can be depressed. I, mean, I, I actually went to listen to it again this year. And she said that although leaders are surrounded by a lot of people, they can still be depressed because they don't really have people to open up to. And talk to so they are, forget that you see them strong when they are not working there's a kind of person that, that these people are and i did i actually experienced it because i'm giving out a lot i'm also taking a lot of insults from people a lot of shaggy <laughs> from people i'm training people and i'm like how old am i I'm not doing father and mother work for somebody. Like, it doesn't make sense. I have to coach people, mentor people, train people, lead people, direct them, manage people with people's bad behaviors as well, mm-hmm. um, things like that. And so when I'm done with all of that, like, who can I rant to? You know, who can I, who can just look at me and be like, I get you as you are, and I kind of understand you. So that's how my relationships evolved. We, we went from supporting each other to me now being the person it was like 50 50 right and i've it has come to the point where i'm the one needing more of the support mm-hmm. but the beautiful part is that i'm not complaining they're not seeing me as a leech mm-hmm. that kind of thing i had one time i was in my room and then i had um, my friend came to see me from her room the next year obviously and she was like we're just talking one afternoon after class and she was like what can i help you to do in my like i was speechless I didn't know what to say. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think. She was like, yeah, like, I know you need help. Like, what can I do for you? Is there anything I can help you with? Like, she just saw that I was very busy. And she was like, is there anything? Maybe not your official visit, but is there some personal stuff I can do for you? I had someone who, my classmate, volunteered to, to do PA work for me. I have vice president, do I have all this? Negotiation? She was like, that's for your official duties. Can I help you to do personal things? Can I maybe you want to get to take your lunch can i help you take your laundry because sometimes i don't even have the time to go and do those things for myself i don't have the time to do my own laundry to take my laundry out i don't have the time to sometimes get food from the cafeteria so she was like can i help you to do those very simple things i can be your pa actually and i was like are you sure she's like yeah like she would love it that she can be my pa I'm like, okay so that's how my friendships have evolved now to me being the person needing a lot of support hmm. you say you you are not um finding time to do the little things mm-hmm. but generally regarding self-care what practices did you discover this year which ones did you start practicing i i found out that i am i should prioritize myself 
as much as leadership is service and leadership is a selfless thing, if you die, <laughs> someone will collect the work. Is it not? Maybe today is what? Um, Governor of Bondwesset has died. They are very swarming with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like that. Like there's no time for time wasting. So as much as you are serving and giving, you should also be, be seen because you cannot pour from an, from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. I remember when I resumed, because I didn't resume on the episode, I resumed like maybe two weeks or so after that first, this first semester in September. And there was a lot of things to do. We had to go for that rally, do this one event, Founders Day back to back, and then even start planning for October 1st. So there was a lot. First, I was, I was just keeping news. Sometimes I would only eat once a day. It's not like I don't have meal ticket though. I'm just too busy, you know. And I had to say to you, after like a week plus, maybe two, I, had to do, I just had to catch myself and borrow myself sense that if you die, Lossa will drive so well, it will pay you from where you are. Better eat. And also because the past president had told me that she broke down. Like she was she was sick one time, she had to take me to the um, uh, um to the hospital then the senate because i told you that we also have the senate so our, our president of the senate last year i'm also friends with her one time she was telling me last after i was i became president she was just giving me advice and she told me that you take care of yourself he said how just been senate president she, she knows what she went through how much more me being overall president mm-hmm. of that she for the first time in her life she was hospitalized she said Make sure that I take it. So when I started noticing that I was going in that, I had to call myself to order. So I don't skip news. I eat three times morning, afternoon, whether I'm hungry or not. That's my business. I will go and eat. Sometimes I will eat small portions, but I must eat three times a day. Drink lots of water. The one I, the one I did not really do was sleep well, but eating, I will eat a lot. There are times when I will reward myself. One time I, I ordered Amala from Iyaoyo. With goat's meat, like this is my own payment. Now we eat, saw a movie, slept. So, those things. So, I think that when it came to self care, I had to put my health first, eat well. The very simple things, you don't have to do much. Eat well, drink lots of water, exercise, sleep well as much as you can. That sleep still had sharp because sometimes you cannot sleep early. But yeah, sleep well, give yourself treats. Mm. Sometimes things like go out and buy environmental. We have very nice environmental. There's a woman that sells on the barrel. Sometimes I'm just gonna buy and eat. Buy myself salad, eat with rice from calf. I don't really like I don't really like shaman soup because I feel like it's just bread and cabbage. <laughs> so I don't I don't really buy that when I you know want to treat myself something, but I can buy salad, I can go and buy a drink from Bag Rides mm-hmm. and just say myself enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, take this you self you don't try, you know. So that's that's how I do my own self-care. Okay, so obviously you were balancing with work and school and personal things. What did you learn whilst you were balancing all these things? What key things did you pick from as you were trying to find that work-life balance? The first thing I learned <laughs> is that leadership is hard. I don't think we say it enough, <laughs> but that's one thing I learned. I learned that leadership is actually hard. I know that, yes, set systems, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we do that. But you just have to understand that you are doing a hard thing. Mm. 
that's a mindset but that now the degree of how hard it is is dependent on things like are you setting systems are you delegating how are you managing your time but it's not it is not easy it's not a breeze it's, it's not a walk in the park and i learned that one and in fact it's funny because when i became president i sent a message to mrs adino on instagram and i told her that oh i become president and i, I told her like basically sent her, i told her how i listened to her podcast and how it has inspired me to be a leader and all of that and she was like wow that's interesting her exact words i can never forget she said it must not have been easy um, taking up the gauntlet before i consider what does gauntlet mean it's not like that thing that holds the light no gauntlet that's not what it means though you educate us <laughs> on this podcast so a gauntlet is a metal glove mm-hmm. and it is that's what it means but it is a metaphor for difficult situation mm. you know metal gloves are heavy and everything so what she was saying was i have with my two eyes going to take up the hard thing so when I said, I said, I have to this content again now. I just said, let me send messages now. It's now beginning to look like a thief. So I went to check it out again. I was like, hard. What is, what is hard? What is, I don't want election though. It's nothing really serious. It's like, what is hard? What is even hard? I'm still really trying to reason it. It didn't click. So when I entered the nitty gritty, I said, okay. That's saying that what your elder see sitting down. <laughs> you can't see. Even if you that's exactly what happened when she was telling me that. So yeah, that's the first thing I learned. That leadership is hard. Mm-hmm. Um I learned that there are times when I had heard this from someone that sometimes balance is a myth. Mm-hmm. If you think of the word balance, it's actually a myth. Because what balance is, you know, like a seesaw. What balance means that everything is on the same level, mm-hmm. right? But what you can do is that there is a harmony. There are some times when something you'll be giving more attention to. It's what you're giving more attention to at the time that is actually going to thrive. So the only so what can help you to actually create a balance is when you create a system. For example, let's say you want to do something and start on doing podcasts. And you're like, obviously, what's that focus on something else? Your, your, this your, it, so will, it will go down. But the only way it can keep thriving is maybe you get someone else to be on the podcast and keep it running. Mm. Or you record a lot of episodes ahead, that kind of thing. But just creating a system that can make you still show up strong on all sides. Mm-hmm. So balance itself is a myth. And I saw that firsthand. So like I said, I had to throw down my showing up on LinkedIn like that. I had to calm down because I was like, okay, what exactly do we need now? Academics, LOSA, my health. Let's focus on that. And then, yes, my, my work with God. Let's just, it, that suffered a bit though. Because there are days when I'll be woken up from sleep at 6 a.m. Because there's one problem somewhere. <laughs> I, that, you know, and then I had to kind of find out how do I make this work? That kind of thing like how do i sit with that even though my schedule has changed how do i still work around it so i did experience the fact that balance itself can be some sort of myth mm-hmm. but i can learn how to harmonize if i work well with my schedules if i learn how to set systems and things like that put people in place but then one annoying thing is that for you to set systems you need people you need technology 
when it comes to things like philosophy that you need people there are times when i want somebody to do something and i'm asking someone to do it the person's not doing it well i either have to start directing me on how to do it which is going to take my time or i do it again so over time i i had to now yes i will still take that pain to train and teach and say no i think you should do it this way no being able to review things but sometimes if i want to do something quick i know who to call i won't mention anybody's name here because any of them could be listening i know who to call oh do this do that do that do that person like i would i i would even expect the person to send it within a particular time although i wouldn't say it but because i know this person i know how they do so i know that if i tell this person to do this thing now this person will get it done in the next three hours and sometimes two hours person has, has contacted me again they've done this they've done that like i don't have to remind you mm-hmm. but there are people that i will be reminding them five times do the same thing and each of those five times they've not started doing it catch yourself they should really catch yourself <laughs> they should <laughs> so that's that's that so like when it comes to delegating and sets and like not even being there but other people are there doing the work you also have to put the right people so that you're not mm. putting a square peg in a round hole yeah. or a round peg in a square you have to you have to fit mm-hmm. so like these are some of the things i learned leadership is tough but mm. it can be easy based on how you navigate it yeah you know how sometimes there's just this influx of ambitiousness the way you just feel so creative Let's say you watch the movie and you're just full of motivation, like you can change the world. Mm-hmm. But at times where that happened to you this year, yeah, ah, were there times like that? There, yes, there actually were times like that, and I think that that summer time was that kind of time. There are random times like that though, during, like during the course of the year. Sometimes I acted on the other times I did not, because at the end of the day. One thing I learned was you can burn out because of how many things you're handling at once. So that was one thing that I learned. And then I had to, when I have that rush of creativity and inspiration, I'll find what, what, what exactly am I handling at this time? So my next question, we're kind of rounding up. Was there any major setback this year? Like something that was, ugh. If this didn't happen, this year could have been, you know, a little more perfect. There was, actually. But now that I think about it, I don't, I don't have the notion that the year could have been more perfect. Mm-hmm. Because, um, last, what days before this, before the last year this, 2023, I attended this year. And one thing that, um, Pastor Ewen said was, and I remember correctly, he said that there's, there has never been a year when only good things happen to people. Mm-hmm. So there will be, and I think that this is like a word for 24. <laughs> so there will be good things and the bad things. Expect the two of them. It's part of life. So based on that understanding, I, I wouldn't say that it was the year that more perfect. No, I think that. Um, just like when they say, it's like when you're doing a mosaic, mm-hmm. what makes the mosaic beautiful is because of how rough it is and things like that. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I wouldn't say it's like a Okay, let me put it like this. Like, what did you learn from that major setback? I learned that God is God. Mm-hmm. And I learned that God will never leave you hanging. 
is like that's for me that's that's one thing i cannot avoid always 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 coming through emphasis on coming through for his own i might have to preach a bit at this point <laughs> because i realized that some people are church goers others are christians mm. so where do you if you want god to come through for you are you a church goer are you a christian so ponder on that ponder on that <laughs> god only comes through for his own so where are you ahead all right so one piece of advice that you gain from someone not an experience this time but one piece of advice that you gain from someone that significantly impacted you this year ah, there is there is a lot but the thing is i think the advice that i would talk about i didn't get it this year mm. although it has been like working a lot so i mentioned this i didn't work in but i i discovered that 2021 and I started following her. She's an architect, by the way, like one of the leading architects in in the world, not just even in Nigeria. Um, and at the crux of everything, she would say you should be able to hear God for yourself, and to be able to follow God. So basically, be led by God. Mm. And for me, I think that that's it. That's one of the most profound things that I, that have helped me this year. Follow God, be led by God, let God lead you. Sometimes young people will think that if you follow God, it means that you will not be able to enjoy your life. That's a lie. People who are really not churchgoers now, people that are Christians mm. that are really following God, they will tell you how in their wildest dreams they could never have been able to imagine the kind of life that they're living now. You know, like this is the, this is their best. They don't see anything Fairy else tale. like this. You understand? Mm-hmm. So I did. I, I that's one of the best. And for me, I would say that even becoming Russian president was being really led by God. I then even learned that if God doesn't send you, don't send yourself. Mm. You should be able to because you will suffer. I like I say this thing all the time to myself that if God didn't send me Russian, he gave promise <laughs> that I would have seen by this time. Because sometimes our backs are against the wall. We don't have a way out. Yeah, there's a lot we have to do. We need to spend some money that if they shake, don't know about that shake us, they cannot they cannot bring out that money. Mm-hmm. From no beard, people just be donating. God will just provide everything. You know, so if if basically hear God for yourself, be led by God. And if God doesn't send you, don't send yourself. Mm. I think for me, one thing that I learned this year was being grateful, regardless, mm. just thanking God at the end of the day. So how did practicing gratitude influence your mindset this year? Practicing gratitude helped me to realize that even in the midst of bad things happening, there's always good. Always good. But when we are not let me preface, when I'm not practicing gratitude, sometimes my eyes and my mind become fixed on the wrong things or become fixed on the things that are wrong, things that are going wrong. Things that are missing, mm. but there's always something that it's always something to be grateful for. The bright side. There's always the bright side. So that's that's it. And you will experience a lot of joy, you know, when you just practice gratitude. Mm. So yeah, that's really it. Okay, now let's rewind back to the beginning of the episode where mm. you said you didn't have any goals mm. for 2023. Yes. 
Is that going to change the, uh, for 2024? Are you having goals this time? I do have goals. Okay. I have goals, yes. Okay. So is there anyone you'd like to share with us? What do you, what do you want to accomplish by the end of 2024? So if I call you again for another end of the year, I can say, okay, you take this off the box by God's grace. And I would say graduation is a goal because to me, I'm really graduated. Amen. But Amen to that. I didn't think 2024. So I would say it's a goal. But two things. First is getting into my dream law firm because I'm really in the area of law that I want to practice. So getting into that law firm is going to be a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I don't think it's like a big name law firm, it's not any of the tier one, tier two law firms, but they are doing what I want to do. And mm-hmm. from, that's just all I care about. That's enough. That, that's enough. Um, and secondly, to just be financially free, mm. to get to the, yeah, to just be, I would say financially stable. Cheers to that in advance. Yeah, that's 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 really it. Okay, so let me give the host mantle to you for just mm. this wrap up opportunity. Yeah. Anything you want to ask in the spirit of this episode? Yes. Why did you start focusing your um, podcast for mental health. Why nothing else? Why mental health? The podcast in general started in COVID, mm-hmm. and that was the same time that people were just going through it. You know, having too much time on your hands can do more harm than good sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you start to question what can be. You know, you're thinking, I have this time on my hand, and I'm not doing so much. To it. it starts to self-sabotage or like measure up like i could have done this the same covid people became millionaires you understand so there was just a lot going on in the world that covid period and mental health seemed to be something that took a huge shift in covid like people started getting depressed people lost a lot of loved ones Mm. so it was just and it's something i've somewhat always been passionate about not as much as now but i was like okay Let's let's do this. Let's let's talk about this area of well-being that is so stereotyped in this part of the country. Like you said, there's always a gap. And when I started the podcast, mental health was the gap for me that everyone is talking about lifestyle, everyone is talking about spirituality, but not enough people are talking about well-being and mental health. So yeah. That was why I started. Let me take it back from you before <laughs> no, you ask me any follow-up question. Okay. So, Bezos, that have you actually met any depressed person? Yeah, I have. Yeah. I've met depressed people. I've met suicidal people. I've met people um, diagnosed with bipolar, schizophrenia. It has been it has been a beautiful journey at the end, of, and I've been able to impact as well. It's not just meeting them like there's no much in that, but being able to impact and you'll say oh i'm not really the same as i was that kind of i've turned to some people's therapists like that's what i want to do futuristically yeah i actually want to study psychology and all but the fact that i'm somewhat living that life already in a way is somewhat fulfilling that so that's, yeah. why, that's why you did scream therapy well, as a mental health awareness enthusiast that I am, it's something that would come to me, I would say naturally, but is a coping technique. You know, people cry to sleep. 
and then they wake up and it helps. It won't solve the problem, but in that moment and for a while, they are okay. So that's scream therapy. It's something I've always wanted to do. Like sometimes I just want to scream. Do you understand? But if I start screaming in class, they'll think I'm crazy. And if I go and scream alone, they can come and carry me to SOP office. Like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> who is this one? But when you're doing things in a group of people, like in unity, there's power. Do you understand? So I was like, okay, let's go and scream together. They cannot come and carry all of us. They know that, okay, we're doing this for ourselves. Do you understand? I actually went for to get approval from student activities. I, I it and I was like, oh, should you not give you approval to <laughs> No, it wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't, anyways, let's not get into that trouble. That's yeah. a lot. It was like, you should not give the approval to go and scream. Wow. Let's, let's, let's go and scream. And it really helps. Like, from the first scream session, people started crying. Like, it was just this outlet. Mm. At that point, you're very vulnerable. Do you understand? Yeah. And there's almost no going back. You've now opened that wound that you've been pushing for so long, and now you're going to pour it out. So just get ready. So it was beautiful to see the balloon thing as well. It was something that I, I hadn't, I haven't seen it done anywhere. But the idea of it, I got it from this reality show I watched on Netflix, where you write on something and then you let it go, like it symbolizes, you know. So that is why I did the whole balloon thing. Write your emotions. On the ballet and then we pop it and stuff so yeah that's right I've, I've actually seen it done yeah i think in january you know there was i saw there was one event i didn't attend the but i saw clips and that's what they did but i think for them it was not emotions mm-hmm. it was like they had this kind of undressing not kind of this but this kind of undressing where you identify some of your maybe patterns negative areas that have been holding you back these subconscious things maybe how you were brought up one thing or the other that's just been sabotaging you yeah. for greatness or stuff like that and you write it down if it's fear if it's fear of the unknown if it's fear of asking if it's fear of, of being rejected fear of not receiving what you um ask for whatever it is if it's whatever it is for you you write it down and you actually pop it okay they wrote from balloons as yeah, well okay hmm. i don't know those are emotions too because fear of the unknown anxiety actually, so like the thing with emotions, people don't know like the vast of emotions we have. So if it's not anger, if it's not joy, if it's not happiness, those co- very common ones, yeah. we don't think they're emotions. But like emotions go far and wide beyond all these little things. And before we did the popping balance, I gave them like a couple of not so common emotions mm-hmm. that you could relate to because. Mm-hmm. Sometimes either you don't know how to describe what you're feeling, yeah. or you can describe what you're feeling, but you don't know that there's already a word. You're putting that as a phrase or a sentence or an instance, but they're actually words. So you need to know these emotions. Let's not get too much into therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for honoring my invite. I know yes, the, and thank you for inviting me. Oh, of so. course. It was a pleasure. I know the journey was not the smoothest, but this is what we do to stay consistent. <laughs> and if you're listening still till this point, thank you for a great year. I think my podcast saw a lot. Of, at the end of the day, I will say I could have done better because, yeah, I was not nearly as consistent as I wanted. So I think that was why I gave more time to my newsletters. Mm. I was consistent with that one. I said, at least that one, I can beat my chest. I released 14 issues from June to the end of the year. I did not miss a day. So, like, that was my, well, I say, uh, fall back to 
So you people know that I'm alive in this podcast. You just be, <laughs> just be seeing the news later. But yeah, share, share this episode. Share previous episodes that you haven't listened to. We did a couple great episodes this year that you want to catch up on. And now you have the time at least to, you know, everybody gets back to... Let's not mention that name. <laughs> Sometimes I just just to beat that. School. But then... Hmm. Last semester. Right. Last right. Let's let's do this, this and be done. This is the last time my chest will beat like this because of school. Mm. So. All right. Once again, happy New Year, happy holidays, and yeah, enjoy the rest of the 2023. Bye. Bye.